Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business, brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at either hsstaffing.com or fishhookbooks.com. I hope everyone will be able to join me this coming Wednesday at noon when my guest will be Claire Rosenzweig from the Better Business Bureau. We will be discussing employees as part of your brand, brand builders or detractors. To learn about all future shows, please visit our website, www.thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. And please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, www.manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Alexander Mervis from Phoenix Merchant Services. We will be discussing credit card processing, retail, and e-commerce. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. That number again, 805-243-1301. Alex, welcome to the show, and before I say anything else, I want to thank you for your service in the Army. Uh, Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. Now, uh, we always get started the same way. Please tell us about yourself and your company. Well, my name is Alexander Mervis. I own a company called Phoenix Legal Support Incorporated. And uh, one of of the sub-companies that I own is called Phoenix Merchant Services, and we're focusing on... uh, uh, credit card processing. As far as my background is concerned, I'm, uh, I've been I came to America when I was eight. I'm a U- Ukrainian background, and uh, all I do is work. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Now tell nope, us what is credit card processing? Credit card processing is basically a service that you uh, pretty much sign up for in order to accept credit card p- payment, whether it's by phone, in person, or or on the internet. Okay. It's now, basically in the. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's basically a service. It's uh, for you to accept any payment for by credit cards. It's uh, not just credit cards. You can also uh, one of the other features that you actually have an option for is to accept the uh, check processing as well. But that's a totally different subject. Okay. Now there are a few terms that I'd like to clear up. Can you explain to us what the difference is between face-to-face, retail, MOTO, M-O-T-O, e-commerce, and mobile processing? Well, the whole thing with, uh, with that is it's, uh, the best way to explain is, is by risk. Every type of processing that you accept is actually based on risk. Like face-to-face processing involves very little risk, and uh, MOTO, which is basically done over the phone, involves high risk. So that basically what that means is that anything with low risk and high risk, which I will get back to later, it involves rate structure. So anything with face-to-face, your rates might be lower. If you accept the credit cards over the phone or online, the risks are much higher, so the rates go up. But I will get back to the, the down down the line and I will explain everything when it comes to the rate structure and how we structure the rates. 
Okay. Now, part of the rate, of course, is the mm-hmm. fee. So how is the fee – what's the fee? How is it calculated? The fee is calculated on two tiers. Um, basically, the, there's something called interchange, and there's something called a processing fee. The interchange is uh, basically what Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover charges. On top of that, you have something called the processing fee, which is the service that you actually pay for in order to process credit cards. Um, as far as the interchange fees, there's about a million different credit cards out there. Each credit card has a separate interchange fee. The processing fee is what we charge or any other processing company charge on top of the interchange. So the processing fee is actually uh, the low-end fee, and the interchange fee is actually based on the type of card that you use and kind of transaction that you charge. There's no set way of uh, calculating it, but there is a set way to uh, manipulate the rates in order to save the client some money or to make some money for the company. Now, would a bank also charge the fee, not the rate, not the 2 2.5%, 3%, whatever, but if you're using your bank, would there also be a processing fee? No, banks don't charge a fee. Banks, all they do is they just move the funds between the, between the credit card terminal and to somebody's bank account. Uh, for instance, majority of the banks uh, that do processing are actually Chase, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, and a few others. Believe it or not, most banks don't actually process credit cards. Very few do. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, banks Learn something actually, every day. Uh, yeah, banks don't actually charge processing fee. The only people that charge processing fee are the Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover, and the processing companies that uh, charge the fee. Unless you're doing something called e-commerce, which I'm going to get to later, there mm-hmm. may be some gateway fees associated with those fees. With those fees. Okay. So what's a merchant account, and why would you get one instead of going with companies such as Square? seeing that all credit card transactions go through banks. A merchant account is basically like a cell phone service. You purchase a service uh, which links to your credit card terminal or whatever the device that you use. And uh, Square is not a merchant account. Square is an ag- aggregator. What that means is that is that the rate structure is much different. Square charges a lot of money. For the convenience of the being an aggregator, there's no there's no qualifications required in order for you to have Square. The downside with Square is is the rates. Unless you're processing over ten thousand dollars, you you can use Square. But if you start processing over ten thousand dollars or more, it's best to get a merchant account because of the rate structure. An aggregator is basically Square. They have one merchant account. And under one merchant account, have uh, at this point millions of clients, so uh, they can af- they can't afford to uh, lower their rates. Talk to us about e-commerce. What is that? Um, e-commerce? Yeah, e-commerce is an ability to process credit cards online. There's a lot goes involved to get an e-commerce merchant account. First of all, the qualifications are really stiff. No matter who you go with. 
in order for you to be qualified uh, for an e-commerce account, you need to have uh, an actual valid corporation, um, have uh, positive ratings with the multiple uh, entities such as Better Business Bureau or or some kind of a positive uh, resources uh, that uh, I'm sorry, not positive resources, positive reviews online, like whether Google reviews or anywhere else. Because once the underwriter looks up at your, you know, looks at your background to see if you can get pre-qualified, this is the one of the first things they look at. In order to accept credit cards online, you need to, multiple things. The first thing that you ever need is a hosting account. A hosting account is basically where you host your website. Like you basically, they, you register a domain, your name.com, and a hosting company where you actually keep the shopping cart. Now, once you get the shopping cart, the, one of the requirements is you have to have some something called an SSL, which is a secured socket layer, which allows you to transmit credit card transactions securely. And uh, with the e-commerce, so one of the requirements in order for you to link your shopping cart to the merchant account, you need something called a gateway. A gateway is a service that's provided by a, a third-party company like a uh, Authorized.net or USA ePay, which have their own charges, which ranges between $5 and $12 a month, or it depends who sells it to you and whatever rate they're selling it for, to you for. All those well, things just, are linked together. Okay. I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. my own experience. Mm-hmm. In addition to be a re- being a recruiter, and I don't accept credit cards for uh, – from my executive uh, recruiting clients, but I'm also a career counselor, and I get paid from my by my um, career counseling clients by credit card using PayPal. Now with PayPal, they I just needed to verify my bank account and give them my well, EIN. So well, is that not problem. e-commerce? That's technically not e-commerce. PayPal is is basically an aggregator. PayPal oh, okay. is, has a, one. PayPal has one merchant account. The whole idea with a merchant account, once it, it, it's basically getting an actual merchant account. PayPal will pretty much accept anybody, and because they accept anybody, they have much higher risk. That's why their rates are much higher. The whole idea is is that is for businesses to have an actual merchant account and they process a lot of money, like over $10,000, $15,000, and so on. You know, if you start processing more than that, it's not a good idea to get a PayPal account because you're, at this point you're wasting a lot of money. That's I the bottom. Yeah. At, at, here's, to put it simply, a merchant account is nothing more than a calculator with attached rates. That's what okay. it really is. Whether you go with PayPal, Square, or an actual merchant account, what it really comes down to how much you're paying. Mm-hmm. And PayPal and Square are pretty much the most expensive. Okay. Now, how do you start an e-commerce company, and what do you need to start one? The first thing is you need a hosting company. Um, a hosting company, as I've said before, is basically uh, a company that allows you to store your shopping cart into their system, where all your files are, all your shopping carts are, whatever else you provide on your website. It, it includes with a, your name.com domain and everything else that you may need. In order to start 
getting an e-commerce, wants to get a hosting company, you have, you need something called the socket, the secure socket layer protection, which pretty much uh, transmits your uh, all your credit card processing through an encryption process. And uh, once you set up the SSL as well as the hosting company, the next step is for you to set up a merchant account with something called a, a gateway, payment gateway. A payment gateway can be either authorized.net or USA ePay, whichever you feel comfortable with. Generally, a lot of them charge the same thing. On average, they charge $19 a month. But if you go with a merchant account or a merchant processor that has a discount with these companies, it's better to shop around to see which one actually does. They can potentially give you a better discount per month. So once you get a merchant account, you get approved, you get a gateway. Your developer would basically link the gateway with your shopping cart, and then um, you can start pretty much selling online. Thank you for that. Now, just a reminder, yes. you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. My guest today is Alex Mervis from Phoenix Merchant Services. We're discussing credit card processing, retail, and e-commerce. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. And please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Alex, I want to get a little bit deeper into the issue of security as it pertains to e-commerce. So you've already mentioned SSL and, and encryption. How do consumers know that their credit card information is being processed securely? Is it just a matter of looking up at the uh, URL to make sure that it says HTTPS, or is there more to it than that? There is actually a lot more to it. Um, the whole idea with the payment gateway, it's automatically encrypted 258-bit, the gateway itself. But the transaction between the, the actual shopping cart and the gateway, even though the company may purchase uh, – and that's a self-certificate, you may see HTTPS on there, but it doesn't mean that it's actually being transmitted securely because of the way the shopping cart is set up. It's always a good idea for the consumer to call the company and confirm what kind of shopping cart they're using to ensure that uh, the transaction is actually secure. Because you may see a lot of shopping carts online with a lot of logos like uh, antivirus or whatever it is may be, or an SSL logo, just because the website shows HTTPS, it doesn't mean the actual code pushes the transaction through SSL. So uh, as far as the shopping carts are concerned, uh, there's very few shopping carts out there. The majority of them are free, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's always a good idea that uh, you, they check what kind of shopping carts that they use, such as OpenCart or ZenCart or um, a few other companies out there. Now, we've already discussed interchange rates. Mm-hmm. What are qualified, mid-qualified, and non-qualified rates? Reality is, it's a sales scheme. Okay, explain. It's basically what the companies do. It's they bait and switch other clients. What they do is they advertise uh, a low-qualified rate, 
uh, basically like an example, they may advertise a low rate of 1.69, but if you're, most of your cards are non-qualified or mid-qualified, they may jack up those rates up to 3.75% per transaction. It's a, it's a way they manipulate the contract to, uh, to basically get more money out of you. It's, it's nothing more than a sales scheme, to be honest. So how do you maneuver in that environment? You really can't. The only thing you really can do is not sign up with a company that charges different rates for mid-qualified and non-qualified rates. That's the only way to get out of it. majority of companies actually do that, but there's a few companies out there that actually don't do it, like such as our company. We only have one rate. We don't have a qualified, mid-qualified, or non-qualified rate. It's yeah. nothing more than a bait-and-switch. They advertise low rates, but in the contract, they put a clause that oh, it's a much more high-end card or whatever excuse they may come up with to charge such much higher fees. Hmm. Now, there's another term I'd appreciate it if you could uh, define for me. Mm-hmm. What is PCI DSS compliance? Okay, this is a relative, relatively a new term that came out recently. Um, I personally believe it's also one of a sales scheme, and there's nothing else, nothing anybody can do about that. Every merchant account is required to have a PCI compliance. What it basically means is that when you're accepting credit cards, you pay the merchant actually pays $100 a year or whatever the charge the processor pays just to verify whether they keep the credit card information secure. So once you get a merchant account, no matter who you go with, I'm dying to get rid of this fee because I'm still, I'm still actually working to get rid of this fee, but it's a federal requirement at this point, more or less. What you basically do is if you basically comp- fill out a form online every year to validate whether you keep the credit card information secure. My I last believe it's a scheme, and I'm dying to get rid of it. Okay. My last question mm-hmm. is, what is a high-risk business? A high-risk business is basically exactly what it means. It's a type of business that may get uh, a lot of chargebacks. A chargeback is basically when a client is not happy, they call the credit card company and, and try to get the funds back. Um, there's a lot of business uh, merchant companies that don't accept high-risk businesses, like, such as uh, adult material, guns, or anything else that uh, may qualify as a high risk. You know, we've covered an immense amount of material in a very mm-hmm. short period of time, and I want to thank you profusely for being so well-prepared. And before I let you go Mm -hmm. tell our listeners what the best way is to get in touch Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is just call me at the 800 number my extension is 700 and uh, what's the 800 number? it's uh, 1-800-558-9729 okay at the extension 700 my website is uh MerchantServicesMX.com Alex, 
thank you so much for coming on, and I hope and you'll you uh, come back. Well, it's my pleasure, yes, and as always, a very special thank you to our listeners. And I'm sure Alex joins me in which, wishing everyone a safe and prosperous week. You too, sir. You too.